Hello and welcome to SouthPod. We're delighted to be joined again today by our Chief Executive, Dr. Maria O'Kane. Maria, you are very welcome. Thank you, Ruth. We've just come from our monthly trust board meeting where you have given your usual update on uh, the issues and key developments in the trust over the past month. And we had some fantastic news to celebrate this month with the news that Daisy Hill Hospital is to become an elective overnight stay centre. Maria, what will this mean? Will it, will it help to reduce the numbers of patients waiting for surgery? Well, that, that is definitely the aspiration behind all of this, Ruth. I mean, uh, we tend sometimes, I think, to only think about ourselves as being a relatively small system. But I think what this emphasises is how important uh, Daisy Hill is to the entire region in terms of tackling some of the really awful long waiting list that we have for people because we know that you know significant numbers of the population out there are waiting long times uh, for diagnostics and for investigation uh, and uh, to have surgery uh, completed and this really offers an opportunity to um, address all of those long waits because I think we're very uh, cognizant of just how difficult it is for people particularly if they're in pain or they're disabled by the need for surgery having to wait those lengths of time to actually achieve that. So I think we're very proud of the fact that this will not only improve uh, the opportunities for people who live in the Southern Trust, but will also improve the opportunities for people who live regionally. Uh, and I think the, the Daisy Hill staff have a lot to be proud of and in the entire surgical community across uh, the Southern Trust area, I know are very pleased about this. And you were down visiting the staff in Daisy Hill um, last week. How did they receive the news? They were really enthusiastic and uh, I think are looking forward to the opportunity to, to deliver on this work because I, I think uh, because of the restrictions of COVID and because of the downturn uh, and uh, the displacement of some of our staff throughout all of that, there's been real anxiety there at times about uh, people maintaining their skills, you know, being able to do the job they want to do. And I think they see this as a real opportunity to get back to what they're excellent at, you know, uh, in an even more fulsome way. So certainly they, they have been very enthusiastic about it and are full of ideas about, about how we might improve. So that, that was really encouraging. And we've had great support as well from our community forum. How did yeah. they welcome the news? Yeah, well, I, I think our community forum uh, is very enthusiastic about providing comprehensively for the population of Mary and Morn and, and see this as a huge opportunity. I also think that they recognise its great validation of Daisy Hill uh, in terms of its place in the network of, of provision across Northern Ireland. Uh, and, you know, thanks to all of their good work and support, this has been possible. So I am very grateful to them. And Maria, whilst we're all obviously delighted with this news, we know that all trusts are struggling with the so-called winter pressures, which now seem to be year round. How is the Southern Trust managing these pressures? And is there any um, is there any message you would have for our local population in terms of how they can help us? These pressures are really significant. And it's not that we're having any more people than usual attending the emergency departments across Southern Trust or across Northern Ireland. Our difficulty is the delays in getting people discharged out of hospital. Uh, for a variety of reasons, this seems to be very difficult. Uh, and part of it, I think, is people's anxiety about going home if care packages aren't fully in place. And what we've been persuading people to do is to take as much of the care package as they can as they can, and that we will continue to work with them and get the elements of it in place once they go home. I think our real concern is 
uh, the length of stay. We know that it has gone up sometimes by a factor of two or three times, uh, and that is having significant impact on our ED weights. So whenever we have to put out those messages around ED being crowded uh, and busy, it's because of the back pressure due to the slowness and discharge rather than the absolute numbers of people attending. But actually the endpoint is exactly the same. It means that assessment, uh, triage, uh, investigation, all of those things that are necessary in an emergency department get very slowed up because uh, we, we can't move patients on through the system. I think what's really important for the, the public to understand is that once you have finished an episode of acute medical care, the most important thing that you can do is to leave hospital and go home. Because what we know from the evidence base and from our own experience is that particularly if you're a frail elderly person, if you're in a bed longer than you have to be, uh, you know, for example, as much as 10 days longer than you have to be, potentially you can lose 10% of your muscle bulk and that leaves you weakened uh, and less mobile uh, than you have been before because you're not moving as much uh, as you would have been before. So we know that the average person, you know, who's elderly and in hospital may only move as little as 12 steps in the day compared with being at home for the same period of time when they might have moved 200 steps a day. Um, so you can start to see the difference in, in the reduced activity, the fact that patients then start to decondition. They also lose their confidence. And I mean, this is really well documented. If you take a frail elderly person out of their home for protracted lengths of time, it's actually really difficult for them to feel confident enough then to manage again. And we know that it causes increased levels of depression, uh, increased risk of infection, increased risk of falls. All of those things are really important. So we want people to get back to their own homes or their new home basically as quickly as possible uh, so that actually we can give them the absolute best chance of uh, you know recovering and continuing their recovery at home but also reducing the risk of any potential harm to them through delayed discharge and the deconditioning that can happen as a result. And also at the meeting Maria you mentioned the launch of our people framework yes. which sets out a plan uh, to make the Southern Trust an even better place to work. So how are we going to achieve that? The People Plan is something that's uh, been worked on by the Southern Trust over the last number of months, and it's something we take hugely uh, uh, seriously. Uh, so within the plan, we have a number of aspirations, uh, uh, and they're documented certainly within all of that. But the idea behind all of this is primarily to recognise that our staff are our greatest asset. Um, very often we'll hear the Southern Trust being referred to as a Southern Trust community or a Southern Trust family. And certainly from that point of view, I see that writ large every day because I think what brings a lot of our staff to work every day is not just the absolute satisfaction they get from doing a good job, but also the friendships and relationships that they form there uh, and the sense of being part of a team. And, and we would see all of those elements of this as being extremely important. Uh, so what we want to engender, uh, and again, this has been adopted across the trust uh, and by all of the directorates, is a real sense of uh, belonging, that you know, it's really important that people feel psychologically safe to work here. Uh, it, it, we want it to be the best place to work, uh, just in terms of experiencing it as uh, you know, a place where they can grow and develop and feel that they, they reach their potential um, and are facilitated in doing the best job that they actually, they actually can. So this is why this is so fundamentally important to us at this point in time, because we know that our, our staff, our people are our absolute 
greatest asset and we can't do our job without them in, in terms of delivering really high quality care to patients. And we take the view that if our staff have a good experience, our patients have a good experience and all of those things tie together. So this, this strategy that we've developed is fundamentally important to how we will be doing business going forward. Maria, thank you very much. Thank you, Ruth.